Hello, welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're going to talk with George Mason Regional Library Branch Manager, Mohammed Aslami, about a fake news and fact checking program that's going to be coming up on March 29th at the library and the context in which this program is being offered and what role the library can play. And of course, a very timely topic, Mohammed, with all the alt news and alternative facts and fake news and everything going on in the community. So thanks for being on the County Conversation to talk with us about it. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Looking forward to this one. So fake news and fact checking. Timely topic. Is that the reason it was chosen, or was it because of the popularity of the, the topic? Or how, how did you come about having this program, I guess? Yes, uh, one of our staff members, and I want to salute her this morning, Sarah Sader, she came across uh, the presenter, Angie Drapnik. Hmm. And uh, the presenter happens to be a librarian by trade also. So she reached out to her and asked if she could come talk about fake news. And uh, she graciously agreed. Interesting. So absolutely, the context is the elections and the fake news phenomenon is by no means new, but absolutely reached Interesting. very high levels with the latest election. So we try to offer programs that are timely that are of interest to our customers right. and that can benefit our customers. Right. Interesting. You mentioned fake news is not new. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I, I had just heard about it with the elections that's been going on before. Well, the, the name fake news may be new to hear, but that's probably has existed in one form or another before, even in uh, not so technology times uh, in mm. Right. In history, or I mean, but it's rich definitely with social media. It reached that's true uh, the highest levels. Yeah, that social media really just kind of keeps things going and brings it to the forefront. And that Absolutely. that social media stuff seems to then get into the what I call the real news, and then it just kind of comes back around to the social again. It just kind of keeps going and going. Yeah, so it's very important for people when they see news to be able to discern what's true, what's not true what has some uh, agenda behind it mm-hmm. and what's objective and what they can trust. Well, the, then my, my definite next question is how do we do that? And, and the library can help with that, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes, libraries absolutely can help. Libraries uh, nowadays play much bigger roles than just a depository of books or just a place where you can go for uh, basic information. Libraries are much more than that. Libraries serve populations from all age groups, from all backgrounds. And uh, we try, our mission is to educate, inform, and entertain. Mm -hmm. And uh, so by reaching out to your local library, library, library seems to still have that trustworthiness with mm. the community. That's true. That's true. And they uh, 
so people can trust us or do do trust us mm -hmm. and by reaching out to us we can help them and of course by offering programs such these mm -hmm. they can learn how they can do it themselves so if someone sees something online could they bring that resource to them or to the library or maybe get on a computer at the library pull it up and ask a librarian and say hey can I just don't know about this. What's, what do you think, or what do you know about yeah, it? Absolutely, they can call the reference desk at any branch. Oh, okay. And the people working the desk can take them through the steps of how to verify something that they they see they saw online. Uh, of course, we also can help them and explain to them things such as considering the source of where the article mm. or the information is coming from. Uh, uh, read beyond the lines uh, is it uh, something just, just trying to get clicks or mm. what, what's the purpose right. what's uh, what's the reason behind that that information they are seeing checking the author googling the person I mean oh, first yeah. of all just see if there is an author <laughs> to whatever <laughs> right. is, is there a real person. and then if, if there is check google that author up see what else they have written or if they even yeah. exist. Uh, look at the supporting sources. Any reliable article will list or link to information they are citing or statistics they are giving. So always look at those sources. Don't take, uh, take them at face value. Of course, looking at the date, how old is this information? Mm -hmm. Maybe there was a story, but then it was updated or... So it's, there are so many elements that you have to look for. Mm -hmm. And the other one is also make sure it's not one of those joke sites. There are a lot of... Uh, mm, okay. Go on. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the most famous, I guess, is the Onion website, satirical information. And sometimes people read a satirical story and they take it at face value and think it's, oh, that's, that's what the truth is. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, what do they used to say? You know, if I, if I read it in the paper, it must be true or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody once said, if, uh, if you don't read the paper, you are uninformed. If you read the paper, you are misinformed. Right. <laughs> so that you always have to to be careful, regardless for from what where you get your information. Right, and maybe you get it from multiple places. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good point. Also, to to always verify, and if something is true, it right. will be picked up by more than one place. Right. Do you think a certain segment of the population or age group of the population is more vulnerable to be uh, misinformed or taken advantage of with with fake news or alternative facts or whatever or is it something that really can affect any and all of us I think something can affect all of us they are really I mean the main reason behind this fake news phenomenon is comes down to money People mm. create this fake website and put information out there just to get clicks. And they get m monetized through places like uh, AdSense, that's a Google service where the more clicks you get, the more advertisements you put up and people click on you, the more money you can get. And that's really major source, source, source of income for some organizations and, and groups out there. So they, they cater to all ages to all backgrounds and they try to, to rile people, make them angry, make them mm. feel 
uh, attacked and and that encourages right. the, the clicks. So they're really all their main purpose is just to try to drive you to click on yeah. that link or a link. Absolutely. And, and they don't really care yeah. about anything else. They just and want it's, I mean, sensational headlines have existed before, but now even more. And uh, you click on something, once you read it, you find that the article really has nothing to do with that mm -hmm. headline that brought you in there. Mm -hmm. And that's just in the best case scenario. I mean, worst case scenario is like the intention is to purposely mislead. Mm -hmm. So all all kind of scenarios out there. Right. Some of them may be just a mistake, but others are intentionally put to malicious. for some malicious yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Is that is, is that a, an issue or a problem that you have in in the library system itself as well? And like at George Mason Regional Library with computers and things in the library and, and internet and stuff flying all around. I mean, is it something that people need to be concerned about when we're surfing around on the internet and clicking everything we can click on? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, like, for example, we get students from schools, they come to do their homework and the teachers give them specific instructions, not, for example, to use the internet. They want them to use reliable uh, print sources or uh, online databases and uh, and so things like that. So uh, it's, uh, it's a big problem out there and we do see it and uh, we don't get that many calls. People call in to say, hey, I read this, can you verify it for me? We hope that if we, by bringing this and the, letting people know that they can rely on the library as a trustworthy source of information, they, they, they can reach out to us. Okay. So, you, so you want those calls? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. why we are there, to help people yeah. with their information and needs. Okay. Talk, uh, talking about George Mason Regional Library's fake news and fact-checking program that's coming up on March 29th, a timely topic, timely program, and our guest is uh, the branch manager, Mohammed Aslami. And Mohammed, thanks again for being with us on the County Conversation. Is there a registration needed for this program on March 29th? Do folks need to call, or can they can they just show up? And, and I'll ask you about the time in, in a minute. Yes, absolutely. People can sign up online through our website, fairfaxcounty.gov library, and click in on events. They can also call us. The direct line for the George Mason branch is 703-256-3800 and then selecting extension 4. But they are also uh, welcome to, to just come that day. The registration is good, gives us an idea of how many people to expect, but okay. the program is open for all and we have a large room that we can accommodate okay. with good turnout. And on March 29th, what time is the program? Uh, the program is at 7.30. Okay. So hopefully a few minutes before that should be a good time to mm -hmm. arrive. And this is, uh, we <coughs> talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to get back to it. This is the, the just a, a, a small slice of the, the programs and the events and activities that are going around at libraries all over the county, but yes. obviously we want to talk about the George Mason Regional Library branch. Um, just a, just one example of the many different types of programs that you do. Can you kind of give us a flavor of some of the programs you have, maybe one-offs or even some that are regular? Yes. Uh, for example, tomorrow we have a naturalization ceremony. 
for kids actually, not mm. grown-ups, for kids that have just received their uh, citizenship. So that's a, a great program. Uh, we are also working on a program in May where we're going to have uh, Meet Your Muslim Neighbor and uh, start a, a kind of conversation and uh, knowing uh, the different cultures and backgrounds that live in Fairfax County. We try to offer all kinds of programs. We have programs for learning English. We have uh, computer programs, learning uh, software. We have, of course, programs for kids and early literacy. We have uh, all programs for all age groups, for all backgrounds. I encourage our listeners to get on the library's website or stop by a branch and get the monthly newsletter where they can find out about the offerings at all the branches mm. and select what may be of interest to them. Mm. And are your library, the George Mason Regional Library, and, and other branches in different parts of the county, I assume we're, are not offering the same type of program because there's... I don't have else to say. Different types of people, different populations, different interests at each pocket of the county or section of the county. So do you kind of tailor programs to what people are asking for? Yes. And, and do, do you get a lot of requests, people wanting different things and certain specific things? Yes. The branches cater to their local community. So we have communities that are diverse. We have communities that are less diverse, so uh, the, the branch looks in, into the composition of the community, of the needs of the community, and uh, hear back from the request from, from customers in their service area, and uh, they cater programs for, for those needs. We want to offer something that the people want to attend. Mm -hmm. So definitely, yes, there is a slight difference from branch to sure, branch. Sure. Okay. But there are also programs, for example, we have... Uh, an English conversation class where people uh, can come and practice speaking. Mm. I might need to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's for people learning English. So th th like that program probably exists in five or six branches. Okay, but gotcha. again, it's in areas where sure. there is that need. Okay, interesting. So I want to make sure we talk about the George Mason, uh, Mason Regional Library branch a little bit um, uh, specifically as well. Uh, just for folks that may not know, can you give us uh, the address, location, where it is, hours, um, like how big the library is? You know, I don't know if you know, like, yes. I've got this many books or whatever, Absolutely. but, you know, kind of talk to us about your library. Yes. So the George Mason Library is, first of all, is not related to George Mason University. Okay. That's the first <laughs> thing we get calls and people are talking, assuming we're at the university. Right. I need my textbook then, for my English class. <laughs> so we are part of the Fairfax County <laughs> Public Library System. We are located at 7001 Little River Turnpike in Annandale. We are part of the Mason District. Other br branches in the Mason District are the Woodrow Wilson Library and the Thomas Jefferson Library. Because we are regional, we are open more hours than the community branches. So we are open on Sundays, 1 to 5. We are open Mondays to Thursdays, 10 to 9. Friday, 10 to 6. And Saturday, 10 to 5. Uh, 
the community that we serve is a diverse community. We have Korean, Vietnamese, Middle Eastern, Hispanic, and of course, Caucasian. Uh, all age levels, a lot of, uh, we have from kids to senior citizens visit us mm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we try to help our customers with whatever needs that they may have. Mm -hmm. We can help them with their tablets and smartphones and how they can access our e-book collection. Oh, wow, okay. We can help them with their information and needs. We can refer them to where they need to go to find whatever help they need. Mm. Uh, A valuable resource for the community. Absolutely. And the collection is actually around 150,000 items. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> they wouldn't let me keep my job if I didn't know the number. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's but if talking not, if books, magazines. If something's not there, you can get it, right? Absolutely. Okay. So that happens on a daily basis. We, we are part of a system, so not every branch has every book. So we, sometimes you have to wait to get something. We, we call the process place in a hold. So you item that you need, if we don't own it at that time at the branch, will be sent to us, and you will be notified to come pick it up. Wow, okay. And I kind of cut you off, but you mentioned you've got books, magazines. Yes, magazines, uh, DVDs, books on CDs, oh, wow. newspapers. That's just the physical materials. We also have a huge collection of e-books and e-audio books books that people can wow. read or listen to on their devices, on their smartphones and tablets. Of course, a huge collection of databases. Those are... Oh, I thought about that. Yeah, those are uh, items we subscribe to that the library pays for, but you can find... You have access to full-text articles, for example. Oh, wow. Full-text uh, encyclopedias and dictionaries and materials we have a database to learn languages right. oh. it's called mango uh, most people may be familiar with the product called the rosetta stone yeah we yeah. don't have that but we have something similar called mango okay so you can learn english or a different language on wow. uh, wow. In, uh, at home on your own personal computer we have databases to help you repair your car. <laughs> you may not think about that at the library, but you know, most now you wow. go to a mechanic shop, they are looking stuff online too. Yeah. So we have access to a lot of resources. Wow. Well, they say, you know, you learn something every day, and I have just learned two things about the library. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. that's awesome. I, unfortunately, we're getting close on our time. I want to make sure that we... we hit everything we need to hit about the, the George Mason Regional Library. And one thing I did want to ask, and you had made the point that it's a regional library, so that there are some extended hours, but what else does that mean, being a regional library as opposed to just a library? Yeah. Well, Fairfax County has uh, 23 branches. Eight of them are regionals. Okay. So those regional branches are basically have a larger collection and the larger space, the building itself, is much bigger than a community library. So there is really nothing beside the collection and the space that's really different from the community. We all offer the same services. When people come to us, they will find the information desk, they will find the circulation desk, 
it's the same gotcha. at all the branches. It's just a matter of size, just, basically. Just a little bigger and a little more hours. Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, of course, the regionals have more staff, so they have the, the capability to do more programs and to be mm-hmm. uh, more... Uh, assist, assist more with whatever assist, my name is. Yeah. Possibly. And, and all of this is free? Yes. Just all the services at the library are free. The only thing that you um, have to pay is if you decide to print or use our copier printer machines. Wow. That's only like 15 cents a page. Right. And of course, if the, if you don't return the books on time, then there are right. fines. Okay. Okay. And uh, those are 30 cents per item per day. Okay. So it may add up pretty quickly. Yeah, but get, it back, get your stuff back on time because there is, I'm sure, a waiting list for a lot of stuff. Yes, Folks want to have it. So not only so will you uh, save yourself money, but you're helping out your fellow neighbor too. Yeah, you, you want to be considerate to others. And if you check something, you, you have the possibility to renew it. If nobody else is waiting for it, you can renew the items. You can renew it by phone, on the website, mm-hmm. by calling us. It's, uh, it's there, the options. Mm-hmm is there okay. for you to avoid those fines. Okay. And I know you said it's free except for some photocopy and stuff like that and the overdue books if we get there, but you do have to have a library card, though. Yes, the library okay. card is free and also. It's easy, easy to get. Just A couple of minutes, all we ask is something that proves your address. Okay. And it can be your ID or any kind of uh, document that has your uh, Fairfax County address. Perfect. And just... I mean, Fairfax County belongs to the metro area, the D.C. metro area, so people, you don't have to live in Fairfax County to get a card with us. Oh, as long okay. as you live in the D.C. area, we have what's called reciprocity with the different counties, and they do the same for uh, for our residents. Oh, wow. So anybody in Fairfax County can get a card with any That's other awesome. library system in the area. I've learned three things today now. Wonderful. That's very good. I didn't know that. Mohammed, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut this off because we're out of time. Uh, final 15, 20 seconds, uh, give me a plug again for the uh, program on March 29th. Tell me a little bit about it and uh, when is it and where is it, that kind of thing. Absolutely. The program again is March 29th at 7.30 p.m. You can, uh, it's going to be in our meeting room. In, you come into the library, it's right there on your left side. The uh, program is open for all. Please come join us. Try to learn something about this new phenomenon. Not so new, but maybe more current more now. More in the news now, yeah. yeah. And uh, please uh, recommend that you check out your library. Give your library a second chance. If you haven't been to your library lately, stop by. I'm sure you will find something that you might find useful. Absolutely. Again, 7.30 p.m. on March 29th, uh, the program about fake news and fact-checking. So it definitely sounds like a very interesting one indeed. And fairfaxcounty.gov library for more information on that program or any of the library branches. And specifically, if you want to call and register or find out more information about this program, 703-256-3800, extension 4, I believe. Yes. So, all right. Mohammed Aslami, the branch manager of George Mason Regional Library, our guest on the County Conversation. Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate your time. Thanks to you for listening as well to the County Conversation. If you need to get more county news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703 
Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to The County Conversation, produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.